This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Gillette Jacobs. It's that time of the month where I catch up with the good people from environmental journalism portal Makaranga for a roundup of top environmental news of the month past. Today, I have only one of the co-founders with me, Lau Yao Hua, and we're going to discuss a few things. Firstly, the many issues surrounding quarrying plans for the Bukit Lagung Forest Reserve. After that, we're going to talk about the Central Forest Spine public outreach exhibition that was held at Central Market last week, what was happening over there. And of course, ahead of GE15, we're going to discuss some top environmental issues and whether anyone is promoting the green agenda uh, in the upcoming elections and in their manifestos. Welcome, Yahua. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Absolute pleasure. Always good to have you on the show. So yes, uh, you're joining me solo this week. But um, three things we want to talk about. Uh, maybe we can start with that first one that I mentioned. Uh, the Slango State government, you know, have been asked to address the many, many concerns surrounding the establishment of 27 quarries in the Bukit Lagung Forest Reserve. Uh, you know, it's funny that it's all happening before GE15. Um, maybe we can you can help bring us up to speed about what's happening there. Right. Yeah. So I, I think you... you this is such an important topic. I guess you'll be talking about it in the near future. So I'll just go brief on, on this. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, this was reported by Malaysia Kini, right? That there is an upcoming uh, 27 uh, quarries that will be opened and, uh, you know, running in the Bukit Lagung Forest Reserve in um, in Selangor, right? And Bukit Lagung is, of course, uh, you know, famous for Templars Park, okay? And, and Frim. Mm-hmm. That, that's where it is. Those are all part of the... Uh, forest reserve, and so and and the majority of these twenty seven quarries were approved in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen, and apparently uh, there are still an uncertain number that will be approved um, in the in in the future, right? So you know, yeah, I I think this is very worth talking about because you know this is in Selangor, and and I realize that many of the forests. Uh, issues like issues or conversations about forest use in Peninsular Malaysia really depends on where it happens. If it happens in Selangor, it gets a lot of like attention, uh, and people here are seems to be uh, the most vocal about it. If it happens sometime in you know, a larger area in Pahang or in Johor, Kelantan, it seems to get less attention. So it's kind of like you know, so it is a good thing for us to talk about it, uh, to pay attention to it here. So and Bukit Lagung is also noteworthy because, um, you know, of, of course of Templars Park because of um, Frim, mm-hmm. but also because there is a, a, a plot of virgin forest, like designated virgin forest within the Bukit Lagung Forest Reserve. So if you have been to Bukit Lagung, if you just drive around it, it's really. Um, very, very beautiful, nice forest. I was so surprised. You know, the first time I, I, I drove around it, I was like, wow, what's this <laughs> in Selangor? <laughs> but the thing is, you know, we are not saying that mines are necessary uh, or quarries are necessary, uh, bad, and, and, and we shouldn't have them, right? But rather, I think uh, I would like, just like to share with our listeners some points to think about uh, when we approach this, this you know, the such projects. I think the first one is to think like, uh, these mines, these quarries, you know, for stone, for limestone, for uh, slate, you know, whatever it is, uh, are they necessary and worthwhile at this point of time, uh, at this place, right? Mm-hmm. So the Slango Exco member, uh, Mr. Hiloy Sien, have, have come out to say that, you no, know, these mines are necessary because they, we need them to supply the materials for Klang uh, uh, Valley and Slango, so building mm-hmm. materials, mm-hmm. it must be, right? So then, of course, and we are all living in, in houses, 
right? Correct. Most of us, I guess, are listening to this, are living in houses made of these building materials. So I think we cannot be that, you know, hypocrite and think that, oh, yeah, I'll just stop this now, but then I go on buying many new houses. So I think it, it's, it's really time for us to think about, like, you know, are these mines necessary uh, to replace this 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 forest because it's irreversible right it's mm -hmm. you know they, they dig up the whole they, if you do a forest plantation you can still say you know you can still remove the forest plantation and then make it back into a forest but if you mine then the, the, you know that part of the hill is gone yeah and then you take because think like you know the the building materials yeah okay they need them but what are we building with these materials uh i assume it must be mostly for residential property or property wherever uh in 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 or in his states uh for the luxury property or for the low cost property, who are, who is it benefiting? Mm -hmm. Are we, if I'm investing in more than one property, am I a driver of this kind of like destruction? What are we losing? You know, so so these are things to think about whether it's necessary and worthwhile. The other thing to think about is if the mines are necessary, then are we? By we, I mean the citizens and the state getting the most of the project since we will definitely be losing that forest and mind you the forest although it will be mined mined uh it is still forest reserve land <laughs> so you know food for thought there yeah um so yeah so are we getting the most of the project because the you know there is possible pollution for the adjacent communities and and, and we are losing a common commodity right which is the forest and all the ecosystem benefits so who really profits from that mm. um or what are we getting back in return for the state, are they getting the most of? Are they getting the most that could possibly get out of these projects? Was there a tender process? Uh, are we making sure that the most competent uh, developers, you know, or contractors, or I guess miners, are running the project with strict monitoring? I think so. These are the questions we need to be asking. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, as you mentioned, you know, I will be discussing this with uh, environmental researcher uh, Peter Leong. Uh, maybe on this Wednesday, maybe this Wednesday or next week. So yeah, we'll we'll delve into that a bit more. Awesome. Yeah, but just moving on, you know, um, over I think it was four days last week, there was an exhibition called "Improving Connectivity in the Central Forest Spine, Serangkai Expressi Hubungan Insan dan Alam," and I think this was organized by the Forestry Department of Peninsula Malaysia with the State Forestry Departments of Johor, Pahang, and Perak. Uh, what was happening? There. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it was it was over the whole weekend. You know, started I think on on Friday and then went through yesterday, um, Sunday, and it was in Central Market. And but unfortunately, I could only have time to go there for like two hours to attend two talks. <laughs> um, but there were exhibitions on you know the tree saplings that were uh, planted in nurseries by the Orang Asli communities that. Uh, they work with by day it's like you know the forestry department and various uh, government agencies and also various NGOs they're all part of this uh, central forest spine plan right mm -hmm. it, it's a huge plan and there are many agencies working on it uh, in it and on it um, so yeah so there were exhibitions of the of uh, by you know the Orang Asli uh, they were manning the booth and, you know, they were showing off the, the tree saplings that they planted in their nurseries. Uh, they were painting activities, uh, coloring activities for the kids. Uh, there were booths to showcase the diversity, uh, the biodiversity of uh, what's in the forest. Um, and then, of course, there were the talks. So overall, I thought it was it was a very good effort. Uh, an outreach, you know, to raise awareness of the central forest spine, uh, where the 
um, where where it is actually, mm-hmm. and what are they doing to you know sort of link up the forest? You know, I was there. And I heard the public, uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 people going around, and then they were explaining to each other. You know, the public explaining to the public themselves that oh yeah, this is what they are doing. So it was it was kind of nice to see that now. But the thing is, um, so it's it's all great. Um, I I think it was it was it was a good effort. But but for me, I I, I felt that. Um, uh, well, coming from the media, right? Coming from the media, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, talk, talk to us more," you know, because uh, there was, I, you know, just, just sitting there. Then I learned that, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you guys are doing all this, you know, in the talks. Um, uh, they, the, the speakers were the project coordinators for the states, and they said that, yeah, you know, in the past we weren't doing uh, enough to deliver the objectives, and the objectives, of course, to link up all these big forest blocks from all the way from Kedah, Perak, Klantan down to Johor, right? So they said that in the past, well, in the last decade, I would say, they have not been doing enough to uh, deliver the objectives. But now, you know, recently they had a revision and then so they have like new strategies and well, the energy is is good there. And, and they were hopeful, you know, they did talk about all the things, many of the things that they have achieved and it, it was great. Um, I, I just wish that they would actually share more of this with the media, really, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to share more information with the media. Um, yeah, but I think overall it's it's good, and I think we should uh, really keep an eye on their progress. Yeah, so so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it, and then I tried to re- you know read up on it, and I could only find one. Yeah, or- I mean, maybe you should you try to get them on to actually talk to you right about the, or not. the whole program, what they have been doing, what they will do. You know, what the the annual working plan for them this year mm-hmm. is one of the outcomes, targeted outcomes, is to increase tiger population by twenty percent. Wow. <laughs> uh, so okay, yeah, okay. Maybe you can talk to them about that. You know, yeah. I, I I had to run off to another event, so I actually didn't have time to really ask so many questions. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Definitely on the to do list. Uh, and just uh, just one more thing. Of course, Yahua, it's you know election fever. We've got uh, November nineteenth is D Day, uh, just around the corner. Are you seeing any uh, any interesting things coming up from the parties in terms of the green agenda or promoting sustainability? You know, the environment, those sorts of things. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's finally here, like, so exciting. I know. <laughs> um, uh, the, um, yeah, so I think the, but so far, so far, uh, of course, I, I haven't been listening to every single party, every single candidate, you know, whenever they've been named. But yeah, there have been candidates who, or parties who have talked a bit about, you know, uh, an environmental agenda, you know, climate change, sustainability, renewable energy, that kind of things. Um, but I, I definitely feel like it, it's not enough. It's not clear enough. It's not specific enough. Just to just to give uh, our listeners a, an, an idea, right, of, of of how important this next five years is. Mm. Uh, just talking about the, um, just talking about the goals that we have to meet. You know that by twenty thirty we have to meet um, this net zero deforestation. Uh, 2030 goal that mm-hmm. you know uh, we we pledged onto uh, the Glasgow's leader declaration of forest and land use. So net zero uh, deforestation by 2030. We have to the Paris Agreement. We have to hit uh, a 45% reduction in our carbon emissions. Uh, you know uh, against our GDP mm-hmm. by 2030, uh, and then by 2050 we have to hit our net zero carbon emission goal. So. All important goals, not to mention our biodiversity goals and and all of that, right? And and and, and time is seriously running out. In fact, if it hasn't even already like you know ran out for our 1.5 uh, 
uh, Celsius uh, threshold, you know, on, on that go on that global temperature, uh, global warming uh, goal, right? Because if you recall, so last week, United Nations came out with a series of reports, and you know the reports say that they actually, you know, quote, there's no credible pathway to 1.5 Celsius in place now. Mm-hmm. So you know it's 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 really uh, <laughs> a terrible outlook, um, but of course we can still do a lot uh, to to actually arrest or to slow down that 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 global warming. So it's all within like the next five years, the next decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what we should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in fact, if you do not know what to look for, what to ask of your candidate or whatever, right? Uh, Various NGOs and CSOs in Malaysia have already released uh, environmental agendas, demands that they think you know it's it's important. So you can go look out for those. Today's Monday, I think by the end of today, uh, Makranga would have published. Um, we have compiled all of those, or at least most of those uh, demands on our platform. We compiled them from all these CSOs. So just go to Makranga, and then uh, you should be able to find it, right? And then. There is also uh, we also put on there a template of letters, you know, written by uh, another person that you can actually use to write to the candidates. So, so awesome. yeah, so so uh, just just one last point. I mean, uh, now even if you don't go to Cherama or and, and don't go to Cherama to to ask them directly, I think one useful way is to just tag them on social media, tag them, tag them, tag them, tag them, <laughs> and yes. keep asking them, you know, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about this? It seems to work. I, I don't know whether it really works, but I think it's something that uh, that we can all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you are really concerned about it, yeah. Yeah, there's so many clever ways, right, of getting attention these days. I mean, I remember for the uh, Kuala Langat uh, North Forest Reserve, the activists sent him birthday sent Slango MB like birthday messages, right, and things like that. So there's so many creative ways to get that message across. Um, thank you so much, Yaohua, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Lao Yaohua, co-founder of Makaranga. Just head to makaranga.org if you'd like to read their articles. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, just download the podcast at bfm.my slash earth or find it on the bfm app this has been earth matters on the bigger picture bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app